It's February 1st. It's Super Bowl Sunday. It's time for the news. Daily Planet Podcast. My name, as always, is Daily. And joining me this week, my partner in journalistic crime, Bartholomew Devon. Hello, Bart. Hello, Michael. Well, you can do your newsman voice. My newsman voice. (laughs) I'm gonna. You do it the whole show, or you don't do it at all. Shit. (laughs) Uh, It's a big week. Uh, I know. Last week we said. you know, maybe we would not necessarily do the news every week. Um, you know, maybe we would do one show a week or two shows a week, you know, whatever. Uh, kind of a lot happened this week. We're going to watch the Super Bowl. But first, the news. Uh, so lots of things to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, though. Do I really have to do this the whole show? Uh, I have decreed it, so fuck. Uh, no, it's okay. I'll give you, I'll let you off the hook. All right. Um, look, the big, the big news of the week, certainly in our sphere of uh nerddom and experience yeah uh we we have no influence we have to talk about the (laughs) uh the new ghostbusters cast indeed uh so uh we have uh well we shouldn't say it's necessarily an official cast um paul feig the director uh he tweeted out uh you know an image of the four ladies um and then the further reporting came so they're not all uh, locked in yet, but I expect that this is going to be our cast. I ex- it's not technically official, but I expect this is we're, we're not going to get a big surprise here. Close enough. Um, so we have Melissa McCarthy. She's the only one who's officially signed on. Yep. Uh, we have Kristen Wiig, who is currently negotiating. And then we have Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon, who are also sort of attached at this point. They they haven't worked out a deal for them yet. Um, but like I said, I, I expect this is all going to work out. Well, here's I, I'll a, be surprised if any of these names change. Well, here's a question. Yeah. Is it fair to consider the original Ghostbusters a Saturday Night Live movie? I don't think so. I, I wouldn't call it a Saturday Night Live movie. I don't know. I mean, well, the question is, I guess, is what do you really consider a Saturday Night Live movie? For me, it's any movie where the lead or main like chunk of the cast or whatever all really established themselves on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And so it's like, it's hard though, because on the one hand, I have never thought of the original Ghostbusters as a Saturday Night Live movie. But if you look at it from that perspective, it totally is. Yeah. Same thing with like, any Will Ferrell movie or yeah no see I wouldn't like go Blues that far. Blues Brothers. Well, see no see there's the difference because the Blues Brothers actually started on SNL. I Those know. were characters that they did on the right, show. I know. I mean, but it's weird to think of Blues Brothers in the same thought as the Coneheads movie. Right. Well, but Cone yeah exactly. Coneheads also characters that started on SNL. The difference is okay. Yes, like you may not greenlight Ghostbusters without yeah. you know Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd sure. being SNL stars. Well, apparently. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but like that wasn't a sh- a movie that came out of that show. Like that's not a movie that came out of. Yeah. 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 In fact, uh, I mean, you know, not that it necessarily distances you from SNL, but right. uh, you know, the original Ghostbusters intended not for Bill Murray but for John. Lucy. Um, the original pitch of that movie is set in the future in which ghosts are like a common occurrence yeah. and they're ghost janitors basically. And so it was Aykroyd and Belushi as like j- ghost janitors. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, Belushi 
was a huge SNL, you know, star as because of SNL. Well, yeah. Um, but uh, but this you know this isn't a premise. This, these aren't characters that were birthed out of the show. Certainly, their actors working relationship is. But yeah, if anything, I would say this is more. Uh, you know, almost like the National Lampoon, wait, Carol wait, wait, Ramis. Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about original Ghostbusters original or, the, Ghostbusters. or the new cast? No, the original Ghostbusters. Because the new, the new one... It reeks of SNL. I mean, yeah, Melissa I mean, McCarthy is the only one who isn't an SNL cast Right, member. I mean, that's three out of four. Is Lord Michaels involved? No. No. Okay. I think technically Harold Ramis might still uh not Harold Ramis, sorry. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, I don't think so. No, he's not involved in anything anymore. If he uh, were, that would be a very weird kind of irony. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh no, I think Ivan Reitman technically is still a producer. Maybe. Um I know I mean obviously he walked away from directing a long time ago, but he you know, simply as, as the director of the original two, I think he is technically still a producer of, of this movie. Um but no, I mean that it just so happens that you know three out of the four mm. ladies we're talking about are former SNL cast members or or current, or, or current SNL cast members. Yeah, um, I hope they're cast in weird ways. Well, so this like is... I hope. I mean, I like Kristen Wiig more than you do. Mm-hmm. I think most people like Kristen Wiig more than you do. Ah, uh, yeah. So here's the thing: I like Kristen Wiig. I don't want to make my like uh, reticence a personal thing about Kristen Wiig because you know who I. What? My reticence, my my you hesitancy. Keep, you keep using that word. <laughs> I don't think it means what you think it means. Okay, side note, side Bart. One of Bart's little pet peeves is that word, reticence. Unless I'm totally wrong and I'm going to make an ass of myself. Please, please. Unless I am mistaken, and feel free to look this up. Yeah. Reticence means unwillingness to speak. Let's find out. Which I don't think is something that you can be accused of. <laughs> reluctance is reluctance. You're supposed to be silent or not to speak. Or not to speak freely. Reserved. Reluctant or restrained. Really? So, Generally? Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, dictionary.reference.com. That's what really? the Google gives So wait, me. wait, wait. Reticence can mean Just reluctance generally? Reluctant or restrained. That is the secondary definition. Really? Yeah. I always sort of, whenever I hear it, I always think people are using it mistakenly and really just want to say reluctance but feel like they need to spice it up a little bit uh, anyway well th- there, i concede fair enough um but yeah no i mean i i don't have a problem with Kristen wig i yeah. get my problem like you know specifically within the context of snl mm-hmm. like most i feel like a lot of her characters uh were re- very funny the first time i watched them but like every time after became like i mean and that's a endemic problem to snl it's like right characters are always funny the first time you see them and by the time you get to the fifth you know recurrence you're like fuck this character why why was this ever funny with right? a couple exceptions yes yeah. yeah sure um but i mean like the biggest one for me is always the one i always think of is uh okay wait 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 i'm gonna guess Okay, for is Kristen it... Wiig. For Kristen Wiig. Oh, for Kristen. Oh, I don't know her repertoire oh. well enough. I was gonna say just character SNL characters that became less funny over time generally. Yeah, the Church Lady. No, I don't really have a big strong tie to the Church Lady. Stuart I mean, Smalley. No, I don't really have a strong tie to Stuart Smalley. I like I, I know the characters, but uh, they never I really made a huge Stuart impact Smalley. to me. I'm just gonna be honest. No, for Kristen Wiig, uh, her. Oh, the, I know the character with the Wait. baby hands. <laughs> I don't remember. I. I haven't been watching enough SNL in recent years. I mean, my my prime 
SNL viewing time was so, like the 90s. Yeah, no, so I remember it was, this. It was the Dana Carvey yeah, yeah, the, era. Yeah, absolutely. The Mike Myers era. I remember this vividly. You can't call, um, it, you can't call it the Chris Rock era. No, because, well, <laughs> because he was there for too long. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Anne Hathaway was the host, That's and cool. I remember it because it was the cold, it was the show's cold open. It was the first sketch of the show, and Anne Hathaway was in it. And I remember thinking, like, oh, that's weird. You almost never see the host in the cold open, yeah, because you know they've got to be in costume, or whatever, right. and then they, you know, they got to do the monologue after. So you know, their hair and their makeup or whatever is weird. Anne Hathaway was the Anne Hathaway was the host. And wait, wait, this was the first episode of the season? No, 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 I was no, like, no, isn't no. that always Steve Martin? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I wish. Uh, no, no, Anna Hathaway was the host of Mostly this episode. And uh, she, she, the, the, the sketch was the Lawrence Welk show. Where oh. uh, uh, Fred Armisen is, plays Lawrence Welk and he brings out uh, a group of sisters who are going to come out and sing a song. Uh, and they're all very, it's like set in the 60s. And, uh, and Christian Wig comes out and it's like, four sisters and Kristen Wiig is the fourth sister and she has a huge forehead and like crazy teeth snaggle teeth and her arms are baby arms like it's oh. like it's like Kristen Wiig is holding baby doll arms through her sleeves um and it was the most like horrifyingly hilarious thing I'd ever seen I remember just sitting there st- like crying with laughter thinking how did they ever allow this to be on television and then they did it like four more times, and every other time it was like, yeah, okay, it's just this, yeah, I, I got it the first time. Like it's it's, I mean, it's like I said, it's a systemic problem to yeah. SNL. Yeah. Like they don't know when to leave well enough alone. Where like something is funny once, and like you like it's funny Spartan, because you have Spartan cheerleaders. Yeah, sure, exactly. By the making copies fourteenth time you hear it, you're like, fuck this so hard, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but that's I mean I feel like that's kind of my problem with. My, 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 my big hesitancy with most of these Ghostbusters cast members, you know? Yeah. As uh, that they all, to a certain degree, all four of them feel kind of one note. And one note to the point where right. it's like, they're, not that they can't do more than one thing, but that they're really famous for doing one thing. Like, their specialty is like one specific thing. And I am really bored of watching them all do that one thing. So unless you're going to cast them all really far against type, like, fucking, why that's, do I well, care anymore? Which brings me back to my initial point, was I hope they are. I hope... I mean, I'm guessing that Kristen Wiig being the biggest name of the bunch. Yeah. Arguably. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Melissa McCarthy is a bigger name than Kristen Wiig. I just don't. Uh, I, there's, you know, there's an argument way, to be okay. made there. Melissa I McCarthy mean, has headlined more movies. I'll say really? that. Really? Yeah, well, I think if you look movies, at it, but not in more successful movies, but she has been the star of a larger number of films. Well, I mean, I, I guess. All right. I think studios are more Let's willing to, to put money I on her. I think if you and I, who knows what the plot of this fucking thing is going to be? But if you were going to equate them, they're going to be Vankman and Ray. Okay, so the two of them. Presumably, here's, here's the okay. or at least fill those roles. Well, here's the interesting thing. Yeah. So first of all, this movie has put itself into a very awkward position uh, by. It seems that the studio edict for this film is, you know, total reboot. Uh, you know, modern setting. Bullshit. Don't leave. Don't make the prior films like a continuity, a history that you have to live up That's to. That's fine, but there's no way it's going to be a total reboot. Well, no, it's a total reboot, like from an internal continuity standpoint. Yes. But as an external audience, they want them to like 
have some references, some touchstones that like refer back to their previous movies. Right. You know, like I mean, they I, would be. I mean, they'd be idiots not to do yeah, that. With, I expect with, there with to be a Stay Puft Marshmallow in the background of a shot somewhere. Or I ex- something. Yeah. You know, Easter eggs. Someone's gonna say Mother Puss Bucket or Back I'm, Off, Man. I'm a scientist. Like something. those lines are gonna get repeated in weird ways. Which you know? is all right. Yeah. And, like I do not have a problem with that. Well, it feels it off. I, like on principle, I kind of agree, but in execution, I feel like a lot of times uh, you that, know, that, that tends to work. hamstring the writers to a yeah, certain degree. That's where true. it's like, if you're gonna do that, just fucking do it. Like if you if you want to pay homage to the original movies, if you want to like you know just just make a sequel. Don't like make a reboot that like is winking to the original because you know that almost like? never works. You know what it's like. You can actually think of it this way: if you take Star Trek, yeah, nine, right. Yeah. And then Star Trek Into Darkness, one yeah. sentence. Uh-huh. I think O9 did it right with little... Like, the way to do an Easter egg, bless you, is by having R2-D2 float by almost invisible and then people dig and find it. Right. That's a good Easter egg. Uh-huh. Whereas repeating but inverting the entire... Movie. The entire movie of Wrath of Khan is yeah. stupid. Yeah, I agree. Um, so there's... Uh, you know, so it's it's so there's an interesting uh, footnote to this story that so the cast got announced. Lots of people reporting the cast. Um, Drew McWeeny at uh, HitFix.com. Uh, he wrote his story. Now it's Sundance this week, so a lot of people, a lot of these oh, really? bloggers were at Sundance this week. Yeah. Uh. Um, so he wrote this article from Sundance, uh, which was later heavily redacted because uh, he basically wrote this story. He basically, uh, I assume, has gotten a copy of an early version of the script of some draft of a script yeah. uh, or a character breakdown or whatever and sort of put that in his piece. Um, and then Sony requested that he remove all that stuff. But, you know, I saw it before it got redacted. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting. According to him, the, the characters here, you know, we're not necessarily getting a Bankman type, uh, a race dance that's, type. That's oh, not what I meant when I said that. No, 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 no. I, I agree. just meant like, I mean, two characters are going to anchor it. Well, yeah. And from, there are two characters that are going to anchor it. And it's um, going to be Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. Uh, so they yeah, wouldn't have cast people with that kind of chemistry. Well, I assume the same thing. Um, he, Drew had it pegged differently. And I like, again, I, I don't know what he saw and what, you know, you know, what he's working off of. But, you know, from a strictly logical standpoint, I feel like, yeah, like, if you're a studio, don't you want to cast Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy, like, watching them in Bridesmaids? Like, don't you want to give them, like, the maximum amount of, like, screen time together? Don't you yeah. want to make their relationship, like, the tenant of this movie? Yeah. Um, so, according to uh, Drew, the script is basically, or the characters are, there are two uh, women who, like, they wrote a book about paranormal phenomenon and activity. Mm-hmm. They had a falling out. One went, like, in the really academic direction and is, you know, about to get tenured uh, at, I think, Columbia University. Oh, please let, please let that one be McCarthy. No, I think that one will probably be Kristen Wiig. I know, but I'm yeah, I know. that's exactly what I'm saying. Please let them do it backwards. Well, okay, no. To but make it more interesting. Here's the other thing. So the other character uh, went in, like, the other direction and went, like, total, like, pop culture fame thing. They, it's like a go- – she's, like, the head of, like, a Ghost Hunters-type TV show kind Ugh. of thing. All right. Um, and now has, like, like a new partner on the ghost hunter show and then like the three of them all sort of come to work together
together. And then there's a fourth character who is Winston. basically yes the wins i so the piece that oh, i wrote God, up earlier let that mean mckinnon please don't let it oh. no so the piece that i wrote up earlier i i referred to them all as not bankman not ray not winston and not yeah, egon which is fair the fourth character not winston is a apparently like a, an mta like ticket worker like she works like a ticket booth and she just <sighs> stumbles upon the lead villain so she kind of gets recruited in because that's, she whatever that's fine but i just the racial thing i know and that's the thing so you know drew had that character pegged as as melissa mccarthy and i don't know you know i assume that means that, that would be she, better well no see he I, like he he had her pegged as melissa mccarthy because i assume she has like a bunch of like ah, i'm just like a ticket worker well, and melissa mccarthy thrives on being sort of cartoonish right but i could totally buy her as the head of like a ghost hunter show you know like so could i it's, I feel this is like reminding me of all kinds of things. Do you remember in Mars Attacks when Pam Greer, yeah, was a bus driver? Uh-huh. She was awesome. Yeah, well, because she's Pam fucking Greer. She's Pam Greer. She's yeah. awesome. No, I kind of expect we'll get Leslie Jones as the weird MTA ticket worker and Melissa McCarthy as the ghost hunter lady because they want Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy together, and then Kate McKinnon will be the the other person, the you know the ghost hunter partner person. So, nah. um, I mean, but it, look, it's, whether that's even necessarily still the case, you know, it, it remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, I just, I guess, my fear with those four actresses is, and I, you know, I put this in my in the the piece that I wrote up earlier. You know, they're all funny. They're all very funny comedians. And I have laughed heartily at all of them many times. But, you know, they all... But this is Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. They all feel like they have, like, one shtick that they do. And I'm I'm already bored with all of their shticks. So, like, what I would have liked to have seen was at least one real actress like that isn't a comedian like an actress yeah. with comedy chops yeah. that isn't just like a comedian who can be in a movie right you know right. um I, I would have loved to see i mean there were a lot of names thrown around emma stone was one name thrown around lizzie kaplan was another i would have loved to see somebody like that thrown kind in kind of in love with lizzie kaplan you have every right to be in love with lizzie kaplan yeah. she's wonderful have you watched party down yet no oh you're gonna leave my house today with all of my Party Down DVDs. It's two seasons. They're both short. Uh, yeah. You will you will be even more in love with Lizzie Kaplan. I could, I'm pretty sure I could watch her act all day. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. So you should. Uh, you should. Yeah. No. I, I'm, I'm just I'm just sad that there isn't somebody. I mean. Yeah, yeah. You look at. I mean. I guess you look at the original Ghostbusters. And it's like. You know. Ramus and, and Aykroyd and Murray. I mean. Those are all like comedians. But I think, you know, Murray was, he had aspirations of, he did Razor's Edge. Like, he had aspirations uh, of being a legit actor. Uh, and Ray, Harold Ramis was not really being funny. Yeah, he was just kind of he was being Egon. He was being Egon. Yeah. No, I mean, if you watch him in other things and then watch him in that. Like, if you if you compare Harold Ramis in Stripes to Harold Ramis in Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. like... One of these is, is Harold Ramis being silly, and yeah. one is Harold Ramis being Egon. <laughs> like, it's 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 a different, it's a completely different proposition. Yeah, and yeah, I I agree with your point. I yeah. I perhaps it would be better served to have someone I, who can be. I feel bad because there's been a lot silly. of there's been a lot of like fuck yeah, 
look at all of these awesome, hilarious women who are going to be Ghostbusters. And, like, I don't want to be the damper on that because... No, no, no. Like, I, mean, I don't have a problem with the female Ghostbusters. I no, don't want to be no. lumped in with the, like, assholes on the internet who are like, oh, it should just be dudes because it was dudes before, no, no. so fuck See, it. That, that's I don't have stupid. a problem with that. If you're going to, I mean... I just feel like there were stronger choices out there, you know? I, I mean, like you, I have no problem at all with an all-female cast. That's fine. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I, I question whether the thing should exist at all. Yeah, no, exactly. With with any cast yeah. or anything. I mean, incidentally, you know who This is been... the lesser of the evils, you know? There doesn't no, no, need no, no, to be no, a Ghostbusters don't, movie. Don't, don't call well, it No, no, evil. no. There doesn't need to be a Ghostbusters movie at right. all. But if you're going to have one, which there's going to be one, like, this is a great way to go with it, you know? Great. Agreed. I just feel like there were probably some stronger me, choices It occurred to me a couple minutes ago, we've had Ghostbusters 3 already. Okay. And and evolution? You, Yes! Which was exactly correct. Evolution was supposed to be a Ghostbusters sequel. Originally. Really? Yeah. I I found this out kind of recently. I did not even know that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, but but fucking those two guys would have been great Ghostbusters. I know. I found this out fairly recently that uh, Evolution was originally supposed to be a Ghostbusters sequel. Um, I I don't think it was supposed to necessarily be Aliens um, with, like, the Ghostbusters fighting Aliens. But it was originally supposed to be a Ghostbusters sequel, and then at some point they changed it. But that's why Aykroyd is in it, and Reitman directed it, yeah. because it was originally... And Medchuk produced it as well. Right, like, it's and, that's, to be a and it, it feels like Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah it I does. I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah, it I, does. Underrated. If, if the Super so Bowl wasn't underrated. on tonight, I would say let's watch it tonight. I would not argue. Yeah. Um, well, look, we I got... love that movie. We got lots of other stories here. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to run through some of them. All right. Uh, first of all... Uh, and I don't know if you saw this. Yeah. Uh, there's a story that uh, Disney really wants, uh, or they're, they're centering in on Chris Pratt to yeah, take over I, Indiana I, Jones. I heard. Here's. It's I, very... don't, I don't know if we've ever really had an Indiana Jones conversation. I mean, aside from the shittiness of Crystal Skull, like, do you have like a strong relationship with Indy, with Indiana Jones? I can tell you that. Growing up, we had very few VHS tapes. Yeah, uh, yes. There no was. I remember there were a few things floating around in the house. Can I make a guess? The only okay. the only one you owned was Last Crusade. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a very easy call to make. Well, obviously, I mean, yeah, I mean, we had Last Crusade, and I've seen it a good jillion times. Like, I've seen it. I so feel many like times. we are of the generation. I feel like the people who are a little bit older than us, yeah. like five to ten years mm-hmm. older than us, feel like Last Crusade is like back to the future three it's like the shitty late sequel that's good yeah no and i think back to the future three is actually pretty fucking good like it's actually a pretty solid western when you think about it but i know i love last crusade yeah um in fact i would go to bat for last crusade way before i would go to bat for temple of doom like temple, way tem- before temple of doom is like super mario brothers 2 <laughs> it's in the continuity but it's kind of fucking weird that is totally fair. Well, Temple of Doom is technically a prequel to Raiders, which oh, is crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, I didn't even know that. They put date title cards with the dates at the beginning. Technically, Temple of Doom is supposed to take place before Raiders. I did not know that. Yeah, which I didn't realize the until the most short recent round time in I Raiders. It. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking. Oh, he it, went it, to go be in the Goonies. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. I I I like Last Crusade a lot more than I like Temple of Doom. You know, my favorite moment in Last Crusade is. Hmm. It's when they're like is it, skulk- is it with the geese? 
No, I do love that moment though. <laughs> no, it's when they're it's when it's when Indiana Jones and the blonde, yeah, uh, Allison Duty. I remember yeah. his actress's <laughs> name. Duty. <laughs> I you remember said Duty. I remember that that's the name of the actress. That is the name uh, of the actress. Elsa. Yeah. Her Elsa. name is Elsa. Elsa yeah. So they're skulking around in the catacombs under the library, mm-hmm. and they come across some the, wall paintings and the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant and is he, on and the wall. She yeah. goes, "What's this one?" He goes, "The Ark of the Covenant," and she goes. Are you sure? And he's like, pretty, pretty sure. sure. Yeah, that's the great. Like, I love that. Shit. Yeah, that's wonderful. No, those are great little like wink and a nod to the previous. I, yeah, I love that. Shit. Yeah, and, and the thing with the rats. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's it's great. It's great. It's just like a good. This is this is the strength of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Always has been. It's a fun adventure movie. It's yeah. like the first it's National pulpy. Treasure. Yeah, it's pulpy. It's pulp, fun nonsense that you can enjoy without feeling any guilt or blah and so in that regard chris pratt is a great choice well the problem yeah. is that he's kind of an idiot <laughs> so you don't buy him as a professor do you no no not at all so this is the interesting part so young. disney disney bought up the rights to indy jones along with star wars of course they did of course they did and you know there was a lot of rumor there there were a lot of rumors at the time that harrison ford this was like a harrison ford stipulation that it was like he would be willing to come back to Star Wars so long as they kept making Indiana Jones movies because he really loves Indiana Jones and he, he wants does. to make more Indy Jones movies. He's too old. Well, no, so Rene he, Russo, you're old. I know, and we're gonna get to that. Um, no, the you know the interesting thing will be how they decide to frame these this this new Indiana Jones. I will say this: he's not Shia LaBeouf, and that's great. I know. At least we're not getting the, you know, the adventures of Mutt fucking what's his, name? his name? I don't know. Mutt? His name was Mutt. His name was Mutt Williams, I think. Did he? You know what would have made that movie better? What? If he wore a paper bag over his head. I would have been fine with that. Didn't he do that? Uh, in real life. Sadly, not in the film. If he had done it in the film, that film would have been infinitely better. You know what I can't If wait he did for? that whole movie with a paper bag over his That'd head. That would be amazing. That would have been fucking incredible. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait, wait. That's been done. It was called Frank and had yeah. a better actor in yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's right. Um, I can't. You know what I can't wait for? What I can't just, you wait I for? I just realized this. Do it. Just, I just had an epiphany. Hit me, I goose. can't wait for the Ken Burns retrospective on the life and memoirs of Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> You think Ken Burns is going to outlive Shia LaBeouf? Probably, actually. I mean, he's going to end up in a gutter and then just sort of dissolve. Doing doing what he do. He, well, he he do what he do. He do what he do. Uh, no, he do so, what other people don't. I kind of suspect, because it feels like... Uh, I, I really do think Harrison Ford has like a big stake in this. I think he wants to stay involved, even though, yes, he's way too old to keep doing these fucking That's movies. That's fine. He needs to, but he needs to graduate from being Indiana Jones. Well, yeah, I no, mean, I, he needs to take on some other role. He could do the Sean Connery dad thing. Right. Well, no, I think he's going to do like... Oh, there was so... Uh, you remember there was a TV series of like I do, which I remember being all right. Young actually. Indiana Jones Chronicles, whatever, which was not River Phoenix. There, no, it was uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Uh, there really? Was, yeah, yeah, the guy from Boondock Saints. No shit. Yeah, that's who it was. Um, there was one episode where Harrison Ford appeared as like older Indiana Jones, and he's like, uh, "What? That doesn't yeah. make any sense." No, I know. No, so he he appears. It's so he does it like a flashback thing where it's like old Indiana Jones. And he's like snowed in in a cabin, and he's got like an old saxophone. And he's like, "Oh, I remember the an story." Old saxophone. Yeah, I swear to God, I swear to God, this happened. Indiana Jones and an old saxophone, and he's like telling this story about this old saxophone. And then the whole rest of the episode is like flashbacks, and so he bookends the whole episode basically. And I kind of expect that that's 
what we'll get from the movie. We'll get like, uh, you know, a little Harrison Ford at the beginning, a little Harrison Ford at the end, and a lot of Chris Pratt, you know, I mean, if it becomes Chris Pratt, uh, you know, being like young Indiana Jones, sort of uh, before he's an established professor, like academic force, he's just sort of like adventurer guy. Academic force. Such as it is. Um, and, okay, and, I, and, I, and I totally buy him as like young rogue adventurer because that's what Star-Lord is. I mean, that's like an executive well, looking I mean, at looking you, at Star Lord you, and going, "That's Indiana Jones in space." Of course it is. I mean, like if you look at this, the the opening scene on Morag where he's getting the the uh, yeah orb, like yeah, some of those Indiana scenes are Jones. lifted straight from Raiders. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. It feels like the idol scene. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a no brainer. But also, I mean, again, it's you know Disney owns Marvel, Disney owns Indiana Jones. So them going, oh well, we've got this guy. We should put him in this other franchise. So. I mean, will it happen? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, it seems like a no-brainer for them to want him in this movie. That seems like, why would you not want him to be at least in consideration? So, Well, I mean, fine. But he it's really hard to dissociate him from Andy Dwyer, who is not, Absolutely. not that bright. <laughs> I agree. Hey, everyone. So we had some uh, unfortunate audio uh, issues little snafu in the recording process if you will uh and unfortunately we lost the second half of this episode uh in which bart and i talked about uh x-men maybe coming back to tv uh and the trailer for fantastic four and and a bunch of other stuff um so hey that's okay this episode's gonna be really short um that was kind of the idea behind this whole thing anyway so uh, so, really short episode of the Daily Planet this week, uh, but uh, later this week we'll have uh, the next episode of the Daily Screening, uh, in which Bart and I talk about uh, both Nightcrawler with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, which just totally blew both of our minds uh, completely out of the water, um, and then also uh, I introduced Bart to The Born Identity, uh, a movie that he somehow managed to evade for you know, over a decade, um, and we're, we're gonna dig into that whole franchise, in fact, so, uh, if you're a fan of the Bourne movies, you know, revisit them, give them another watch, and, uh, hey, maybe come up with some questions, we'll answer them live on the show, uh, all right, that's all I got, thanks for listening.